0: Welcome to Season 2, Episode 8 of That Teacher Podcast. In this episode, we talk to Beth Gorick and Beck Morris about their pedagogical partnership. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of That Teacher Podcast. Josh Vine, your host here. And today we have a fantastic opportunity to uh, interview a couple of amazing teachers in our school here at Maitland Christian School. So I want to introduce to you uh, Beth Gorick and Beck Morris, uh, two uh, awesome teachers at our school. And I wanted to do this episode today because uh, these two young ladies have uh, such a, an awesome pedagogical partnership happening at the moment. Um, I walked into Beck's class uh, just the other day and I was like, This is amazing what she's doing with her class, and I thought we have to do an episode about this. So I thought before we get started in the episode, maybe, ladies, if you want to just introduce yourselves. So Beth, maybe tell us a little bit about your teaching career and how long you've been here at MCS.
1: Sure. So I've been at MCS uh, six years. Uh, I taught five years previously um, somewhere else and um yeah i've loved it at the moment i'm uh sharing uh my year five with beck uh, and i'm doing coaching and also some um, intervention classes in the morning so yeah a bit of everything
0: Awesome. Yeah. So Beth, you and I are on the same coaching team and we go around and we coach uh, the teachers in our school with a, a number of other people. It's an awesome team to be a part mm-hmm. of. I, I believe it's making a, a big difference in um, the way that students are taught at our school and the learning that's taking place. Definitely. So it's really awesome. And Beck, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your teaching career, how long you've been at, at MCS for.
2: Yeah, so I uh, graduated a couple years ago, uh, so this is my first full-time gig, I suppose. So I've had had six months of casual teaching around a few different places, uh, and then, yeah, I ended up here, which was quite cool. So I've only been here for uh, whatever term one was, so six months, I suppose.
0: Yep, so 2020 is
2: your first year at Maitland Christian School, so
0: uh, it's been a bit of a wild ride for a first year teaching uh, year. And uh, maybe, Beck just tell us a little bit about some of the craziness of 2020 for you as a brand new teacher.
2: Yeah, it's been really interesting. It felt like I was in a bit of a groove uh, and then COVID hit and then everything was changed. Um, but it's been nice to be able to be in a supportive kind of community as well as um, I suppose it was nice to feel a bit valued when my technology mind came into play, I suppose. Um, yeah, so COVID's made it Interesting, uh, but I definitely think it's highlighted some things that I love about teaching through that as well. Yeah, how
0: cool is it that uh, even during something that's so devastating and has such devastating consequences, really, um, there are still some gold nuggets that we can pull out of it. We've got to find the good in in everything, don't we? Um, and I, I love what you just said there. You know, being a young teacher, you're only young. Um, your tech skills really came in handy for our school. We were like leaning on a few of you. <laughs> Younger people to kind of say, like, how do we do this Zoom thing? How do we do this Microsoft Teams thing? And I remember someone telling me as I'm trying to work it out, because I was charged with the, uh, the job of teaching the high school how to use Zoom. And someone said, go and talk to Beck Morris. I said, who? Um, <laughs> and that's because you'd only been at our school for a, half a term or something like that. And, uh, and I was thinking, I need to go and find Beck Morris. I don't know who she is, but I'm going to find her. And when I did, you were so helpful and you knew exactly what was going on with Zoom. And, and it really helped us to be able to, take off from there and, and use it for online learning so thank you and get the opportunity to say thank you right now all right so ladies tell us about how this partnership is working for you um, and you're both teaching the same class but just explain how that all works
1: yeah so uh it's a partnership in that we both share a class so we both share year five um, and i am also beck's coach so it's kind of, um, yeah, it's been different and we've had to work it out um, as as the year has kind of progressed, as we said before, particularly with COVID thrown in the middle. Uh, and there's been some bumps in terms of, um, although we're very similar teachers, we found that just having two teachers um, on a particular class uh, can be tricky because they like to try and play the mum and dad card almost. Uh, so we had to make sure that we were really um, communicating well on that. Uh, but yeah, so ultimately we share a class and we kind of split that from the get-go into Terms of what that would look like in terms of KLAs and content, but then um, where we've been very flexible with knowing that some mornings I might jump on for devotions or Beck might jump on, or we just are flexible in that. And then I also coach Beck, um, um, so I'm her instructional coach. So that's been really helpful as well, uh, simply because. I know what her end goal is, uh, and I also know the kids really well. So it's been helpful to know um, yeah, that worked really well because I know that child so well. I know how well that's worked. Mm.
0: Yeah. So, Beck, tell us about I mean, you're a brand new teacher, really. This is your first gig full time. You walk into Maitland Christian School, and you're told, here's your class that you're going to be team teaching with, and here's your coach. Um, and uh, probably word gets around a little bit in schools. Beth's kind of, as a coach, you, you get to that, uh, that gig, I guess, by uh, being quite good at EDI. Well, we do EDI at our school, um, and so that would be a little bit sort of daunting. Tell us about how that felt when you walked in and you went, okay, I'm partnered with a weapon teacher here.
2: Yeah, I, I think the phrase was, uh, if you can be anything like Beth as a teacher, you'll be bossing it at life. Um, so that was the first five minutes of my, congratulations, you're a teacher, by the way, you'll be sharing class, by the way, she's the best. Um, so that was great. So I was really excited. Um, but I think it's been really interesting. Like Beth said, um, we were quite fortunate and we're similar in some of the ways we like to teach and in, um, kind of our, I suppose, goal of how we want to, um, yeah, be involved in these kids' lives. Um, so that was really handy. But yeah, I think having the, um, the boundaries that we set, I suppose, for lack of a better word, we uh, made it work to start with. But I definitely think as a new teacher, there was a tendency to say, oh, Beth's doing this really well. So I should make sure I'm doing it like that. And I should make sure I'm doing it really well. And then to step back and actually say, Okay, she's really good at this because she's done it a lot and she's worked at it a lot rather than, um, yeah, I need to be great at this straight away. So I think there's been times where I've had to give myself a break, I suppose, and say, it's okay. I don't have to be perfect at this yet. Um, but that's been, it's been really handy to have coaching as well as sharing a class. Um, I think just because coaching, the nature of it is you're talking about how you're teaching pretty consistently. It's really handy to say, okay, we know we have content kind of down, we know what we're doing there, um, so let's talk about how we can do deliver that better rather than um, what content we're actually delivering.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, Beck. I mean, so, Beth, tell us about you've got this new teacher that's come in and she's about to come and teach your class and share your class and uh, knowing you like I do, you uh, expect certain things, you have very high standards Um, What was it like to, I guess, let go in some ways of your teaching and and let it be in the hands of someone else?
1: Hmm, Yeah, it's a great question. And and I think for anyone who has been teaching for some time, so I've been teaching for 11 years, and that's... You know, a, a drop in the ocean for a lot of teachers, but you get to learn um, and you get to know how you do things. And I had all of these resources and I had everything like crossed and ready to go. And I was like so keen um, to just kind of do what I do and really build on that. And so when I found out that I was sharing um, with, with another teacher who I hadn't met, um, yeah, it was definitely I was like, oh, Okay, yep, okay, I can, I can do this. Um, but it was, you know, it was challenging because. Um, I, I don't want to use the words control freak, um, but I probably go a little bit uh, along those lines sometimes in that I like to be organised and I like to have um, everything kind of um, the way that I want it. And so that was a challenge for me, to, to let go and to know that, um, to, to trust Beck with the class. And, you know, it took me a, a few weeks of of coming into her classes probably regularly and giving feedback. And really what what tipped it was seeing her apply those that feedback. So as soon as I saw Beck apply that feedback and apply it so well, I was like, this, this is, you know, this is awesome because now this class not only has from having one strong teacher to having two strong teachers and uh, both of us loving teaching and loving what um, we can do for our students, I think it was really um, also made me reflect on why I do what I do. Why do I do things a specific way? Is it actually because it's what's best or is it just uh, because it's what I do? And so that was really helpful as um, someone who is more experienced to sit back and, and reflect on my own teaching uh, as well as um, Beck's teaching. So, yeah, so I think although, you know, as I said before, there was bumps, ultimately we've come out the other side both stronger teachers um, and it's only term, partway through term three. So How good
0: is that? I love what you just said there that in the process of handing your your class over to someone else, you've had then the benefit of kind of being able to reflect on your own teaching, you've been able to um, grow in your own teaching by helping someone else grow, uh, which is really cool, and that's what pedagogical partnerships are all about. So, Beth, can you talk us through uh, what it was like to, I guess, get your first feedback session back from Beth? To me, it sounds like this could have gone – it's gone really well because when I watch you guys at work together, it's like a dynamic duo, Um, Batman and Robin type (laughs) situation going on here, which is so cool. Um, But this could have gone so pear-shaped if your attitude wasn't, uh, you know, open and you didn't have a a desire to kind of hear Beth out and and take on the feedback. So can you talk into how important it was, your attitude, your openness – to uh, this whole thing working
2: yeah i think probably pretty early on i had to i suppose realize but also decide that uh it wasn't like because it felt a little bit to start uh coming in and saying there's this coaching team this is how we do things thinking oh great they want to um build us up but there there was a little bit that felt um hang on i just did my degree i just got all my tick boxes from all the teachers that said I needed to fix X, Y, Z. So there was a little bit to start uh, but then I think it shifted quickly because I thought actually their coaching team and Beth's not here to say you're not good at this or you need to be better at this, you need to be better at this. It came from this ground level of you're you're doing well, you're a good teacher, let's build on that rather than um, are you a good teacher, let's figure that out. So I think having the attitude of, I suppose she's on my side, but it was more than that. It was more than, oh, she's on my side. She wants to help. It was uh, she knows what I'm capable of. She just wants to figure out how to get that out of me rather than a, uh, I suppose, push to be something I wasn't as well. Um, And I think Beth saw pretty quickly how I wanted to teach. And um, we had a lot of discussions about what we wanted to do, how we wanted to, Look as a class, behavior management, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and that really helped figure out, okay, that's where we are. All right. Maybe we're not on the same page with that, but that's okay. We'll find a middle ground. Um, and I think Beth is at the level of organization I aspire to be. So it's, um, it's helpful sometimes to go, yep, yeah, cool. Beth did it this way. I should, I should aim to do like that. But I think it was helpful to remember, yeah, we are different teachers. Uh, But also making sure you're aware, and I suppose it was a bit unique, but the fact that we were coached as well as sharing. um, But I think when you separate that, the coaching side was more, um, I'm here to make you better, not I'm here to tick off that you're allowed to be here, I suppose, which made a – I suppose when I remembered that, I went, oh, okay, actually I'm much more comfortable with someone saying – um, yeah, you need, it, maybe doing this might help a little bit better. Um, and I think the biggest thing was that when Beth kind of said, maybe this would be better or work it out with this, um, it didn't feel like a mistake. It wasn't, you're doing this wrong. You should fix it. It was, that's great. Let's move that on. Um, and that was really important. And it was important for me to go, okay, that wasn't a mistake. I just need to refine it a little bit. Um, And we can say that as coaching and you can say, yeah, we're talking about refining and um, it doesn't feel like that. But I think what made it feel like that was that we were pretty clear about where we came from so that we could go forward, I suppose. That's
0: great. That's really good. So Beth, tell us about how you've been coaching Beck, the, the things that you've been doing to get the best out of her. I mean, I walked past class the other day and I I said to her, I need to get this on record. And later in the episode, I'm going to play some of her class um, because I want to also inspire new teachers who are listening to this and go, you know, it's possible to have complete control of a class, number one. It's possible (laughs) to be moving them in their learning. It's possible to be getting great student outcomes at a very, very early stage in your career. Um, if you are open to feedback, yep. if you align yourself with people who can get the best out of you, tell me how you've been doing that with Beck. How have you been coaching her?
1: Yeah, so I think um, initially we kind of just started with small tweaks, small things that Beck could do to. Um, increase whether it was engagement of the students or um, timing—that was a big one we focused on to start with. That was really clear and explicit to say, um, okay, so within a math lesson, let's let's break down the time. How long do you think you should spend on this, this, and this? And we discussed it together. And you know, I came in with an idea of what I thought, and Beth came in with an idea of what she thought, and together we came up with with a plan to kind of move forward. And and then we looked at small things. So with EDI, there's signaling, so um, it's a really really tricky skill. Signaling, so we kept coming back to it and refining it and refining it and refining it until Beck's at a stage now where she's feeling confident in her signalling. Uh, and that is just makes a massive difference in the class. And it's such a small tweak. So I think that's what we started with. We started really looking at um, yeah, what are those small little things that you can change that makes such a big difference in your class and to your students' learning ultimately? So, and then just lots and lots of discussions constantly around what I was doing um, with my classes as, as I then um, moved away to take different maths and and reading and spelling classes, and Beck took on the classes full time, and we would compare what we were doing uh, and and talk through why it was effective. Was it effective? Um, we've started now looking into things like student voice. Together, um, you know, getting gathering data from our students on how they're feeling about the learning and then sitting down and comparing each other's data. So what did your students say? What do my students say? How do do we like these questions that we came up with? Let's rework it. So, you know, Beck's at the stage now where it's not me just coming in and coaching her and saying, da-da-da-da-da. We sit down as a team and say, well, you know, we both want to move forward in this and we both want to try this new thing with our class. So let's work together to do that because we have that relationship now where, you know, we can both say, oh, that was a shocking lesson that I just had, or that was a shocking lesson or part of that part of a lesson. So let's look at how we can tweak that. And, and we're just open with that um, from both ends, I think. So, yeah.
0: Wow. I'd I'd love to see one of your shocking lessons because I feel like it would still be a good lesson from what I've seen anyway. <laughs> Beck, tell us, From the coaching, have you noticed your teaching has improved, the student outcomes, the feel in the room, what they're able to achieve? What's the effect of the coaching been on you?
2: Yeah, I think there's been an element, which is, I suppose, slightly aside from um, the students, there's been an element as well that uh, when you're confident and when you're being built up uh, that you feel confident enough and you push that confidence onto the kids. And, I mean, we push that onto our kids all the time, be confident, be okay to make mistakes, um, be responsible for your learning. Uh, but then sometimes I feel as adults all that stuff goes out the window. Uh, so I think it's been helpful to say I want my kids to be uh, confident, okay to make mistakes, want to ask for help. Um, so to think, well, if I want that for my kids, I need to reflect that. I need to model that to them because if I'm not doing that, how can I expect them to do it? Um, So I think it's been really important to see. uh, It was really important to see how the kids were changing early on. Um, So I saw quite quickly um, the impact of a good warm-up, for example, and a terrible warm-up or a quick one and a slow one. Uh, and I got to watch, I was really blessed that I got to watch heaps and heaps of uh, different teachers teach, and I got to be able to see, okay, they do it really quickly, Uh, they do it at a different speed, they get kids to talk at different intervals. Um, But I think it was really, really great to have a quick result, I suppose, to be able to make, like Beth said, that little tweak, and then all of a sudden I could go, Oh, that tweak was really important because now the kids actually, you know, know their times tables or um, whatever the outcome was in that. Um, but I think as well, it was important to it was important to remember that the way Beth was um, communicating and the way she her ideas behind what might help, um, I suppose, I suppose weren't the only way to do it. Um, and Beth was very open in saying, "Here's a way that might work as well." Um, it wasn't this is how we do it, you need to do it this way, and then you have to fit into that awkward mould, um, which I feel like sometimes as a new teacher you, you have to do that. People tell you this is what you have to do and you do it. Um, but I was really lucky that it was here's some ideas, here's some ways you can do it, and then I suppose I could pick and choose my adventure and then it kind of it ends up looking the same, I suppose. Yeah,
0: that's awesome one of the things that we've done with coaching at our school is that we have a playbook so basically every single area that you want to set as a goal we have something a resource for you where you can open up to that page so if it's um, uh, checking for understanding for example you go to the checking for understanding page of the playbook and on the on the back of that page is 10. 15 different ways to do checking for understanding. And so it's really choose your own adventure. But at the end of the day, we want you to improve your checking for understanding because it needs to be improved. And that's what I love about the way that we're coaching here. We're giving uh, we're giving the feedback, but we're, they're suggestions and they're always sort of something that as teachers you have to enter into as well. It's not forced upon you, but uh, at the same time, it's revealed to you in the, in the coaching that, hey, maybe this is an area that you might want to work on or set as a goal, But let's work together on how that might look for you and use the playbook for that. So I think that's been a really helpful resource for us that we developed as a coaching team.
1: I think in terms of student learning as well with um, VEX classes, She's already having, we're already having discussions like really early on about, you know, she collected results, data, and we were discussing, you know, they, they haven't hit this. So what do I do? They haven't, um, you know, can I revisit this? Can I go back? And we'd have discussions around that. And as a first year teacher, I never did that. I just did, you know, did the tests and I went, oh, okay, they didn't do so well on that or, or they mustn't have been listening or, you know, have some excuses, but because we would had so many conversations around this and we're so um, student learning focused, Beck was able to collect that data and know from, from the beginning that that data was to inform her teaching. It wasn't to in, inform her reports. Uh, and so what she then did with that was, you know, she was able to revisit and go back and we could discuss that and it was um, a really, really good and fruitful time that she's now seen great results from her students um, because of revisiting subjects and areas.
2: Yeah, I think because we're both so, uh, and the school as a whole, uh, is the the student focus, but also not just student focus, but uh, we want to make sure there's no gaps, Um, and I think because that's such a a key, um, I suppose, building block to how we teach, uh, it was really important for me to go um, okay. Well, my, what's my core? Uh, I suppose what Beth said earlier on with why am I teaching? Why? What's the why behind this? Um, I kind of went, what's my core reason? Why do I teach? It's not because I love maths as a subject or I love this as content. Um, it's because I want to grow these kids to be these humans who um, yeah, kind of know how to do life, I suppose. So, and you can't do that if you're not focused on them. Um, just cause they get 20% in a test doesn't mean they don't get maths and they're dumb. Like that's just so wrong. So I think when you're focusing on students, um, you can use the data and you can, um, yeah, use that as something that still shows who they are rather than just numbers, I suppose. That's awesome. And, uh, I mean, <laughs> Uh, I'm amazed that we're having this discussion
0: with, you know, you you're, like I said, you're so early in your career and you're pulling stuff out, you know, vocab that only those who have been teaching for, you know, a lot of years really know about these things, things like warm-ups and EDI and you know, TAPL and um, Student Voice and looking at data and to inform your teaching and student learning and I mean we're talking stuff here that uh, is so important and you've really hit the ground running here at our school so so competitive to get a job here and it's also like a big deal because when you hit the ground running here at at our school it's you know we do EDI at our school you're going to learn all about that and every single aspect of it you're going to get allocated a coach you're going to be doing Gallup strengths you're going to be doing learning walks uh, looking at other teachers teach and there'll be an expectation that Um, you're growing in your teaching and so I guess you know I'm somewhat envious of the situation you're in but at the same time I'm like man that would be such a huge ask and so I just think you know you're doing such a great job well done on uh, what you've done so far. Beth just maybe talk to us about um, what you guys now are both working on as your goal. Um, At our school, we we kind of look at our teaching. We always pick a goal at some point to work on. So what are you guys currently working Mm on?
1: So my goals um, are more around uh, students' self-assessing, so confidently and accurately assessing where they're at in their learning, uh, which Yeah, it's a challenge because, you know, you're trying to teach students a particular content and then you want them to know where they're at in that and then you want them to tell you where they're at and then you want them to explain. Uh, So, yeah, so that's what I've been working on in my different classes. uh, And that's been it's so, so helpful. It's just another way of checking for understanding, but it's actually getting the students to own that um own their own learning. Uh, and and with Beck we've been kind of working on different goals really. So it's kind of, you know, an overarching goal of um signaling I do, we do, you do part of the lesson. But really we were chatting about this before and we were kind of saying that um you know, each, each time I watch a lesson or give some feedback, there's kind of little tweak that we might do. And so she'll look at that and, and focus on that and implement that and then move on to the next one. So there's kind of an overarching goal, but really, um, for Beck, it's, it's much more kind of, you know, every few weeks we'll think, okay, well, what, what do you want to work on now sort of thing? Let's, here's some feedback I've got. Um, let's see if there's something in there that you want to, want to work on and want to focus on. Yeah.
0: Mini goals towards uh, yeah. the overarching goal. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and Beth, earlier today you were telling me about sort of that it's at the stage now where you're kind of self there's self-coaching happening so tell me about what you mean by that
1: yeah so recently um i've been put on some new classes so beck's been filming her lessons which is also quite intimidating Uh, i know when we started um, bringing in video filming or coaching uh even even myself and i'm sure you were as well josh was a bit intimidating to to film yourself and watch yourself back and uh, so i think originally i kind of filmed myself and then just didn't watch it i just gave it to my coach uh but Beck's been filming lessons for me to watch uh, and recently she filmed uh, part of her, her math lesson and when she sent it to me, uh, she said, oh, so I've watched it and so I'm, I'm pretty sure that I'm signaling, I'm still not consistent with that. I've got, you know, sometimes I say go, sometimes I click, so I'm just still shaking that. I still really want to work on that and I was like, okay cool like it was just so you know that's so many conversations we've had around that but now it's to the point where beck's looking for her in herself you know what do i want to work on what am i thinking is not hitting what i want to hit so so that's been really positive as well and you know i might come in and see different things and we had a chat about you know where she can now pull back or try something new and um so you know lots of discussions around that but yeah it's um getting to the point where soon beck will be taking my job as a coach as well (laughs) (laughs)
0: self-coaching
1: yeah (laughs) hey
0: and that's that's really what you know that's what it's all about isn't it in the end um if you can get to that stage then i mean that's what we want for pretty much every teacher is to be reflective to be coaching ourselves to be uh thinking about how we can improve and do better for our students to get more out of them um and you are doing that in term three of your first (laughs) year of teaching that is what's crazy about this now um What I do want to do, Beck, is I want to uh, play a little bit of audio from one of your lessons, uh, just because maybe some people are listening to this and they're like, ah, he's talking her up, you know, um, you know, this, this guy's been paid for this, you know, maybe this girl's got heaps of money and she's like, can I be on your podcast? I'll pay you. Um, it's not the case. This is legitimate. Um, classroom uh, audio that I'm going to play to you from Beck's class and you'll hear her uh, great work and you'll hear her students responding. You'll see the pace, you'll hear the signaling. Um, there will be some probably some audio that sounds a bit ordinary with uh, whiteboards cracking on the on the desks. You've got kids with individual whiteboards. Uh, that is a good noise to have in the class. Um, so let's play this and, uh, and we might wrap it up at the end of this.
2: Okay. The face on the outside of the shape is called the perimeter. Let's do that with a bit more energy, please. Ready? Go. The space on the outside of the shape is called the perimeter. Ready? Go. The space on the inside of the shape is called area. Great. Beautiful. The formula to work out the area of a rectangle. Make sure you say that rectangle so we remember it. Ready? The formula to work out area of a rectangle is length times width equals area. Beautiful. formula to work out perimeter is formula to work out perimeter is. That's how we're saying it, nice and loud, all together. Ready? Go. The formula to work out perimeter is length plus width times two equals perimeter. Beautiful. Well done. Ready? All together.
1: Go. Difference things to So Some are the answer, answer of the division problem. Some is the answer of the multiplication problem.
2: Lay down. Wait for my clicks. Second one.
0: There are 60 minutes in one hour. There are 24 hours in one day.
2: There are seven days in one week. Beautiful guys. Let's do 24-hour time. Go. 10 p.m. in 24-hour time. Beautiful. Elvis, what should it be? 20, nope, go again. 200? No, you had it right the first time. Go again. 20... Twenty. Two hours. 2200 hours. Good job. 24-hour uh, time, go. 11pm, 24-hour time. Don't ever think it, you know it. Last one was 10 p.m. Beautiful. Chinat, you done? Good job, good job. What's your beat? Nice and loud. 2300 hours. 2300 hours, beautiful. Last one, 7 p.m.,
0: 24-hour time. So, Bec, uh, what do you think when you hear that, um, if you were to say, Something to the people that are listening to this right now, what would be something that you would uh, say as a bit of a, you know, here's my my takeaway, my key, grab and go for the day?
2: Yeah, I think for new teachers, uh, and I've heard this quite a lot with teachers here because they're um, really aspirational, uh, I suppose something I would say is uh, don't be so hard on yourself and... Uh, Let go a little bit of the perfect teacher ideal that you wanted to be um, and really come back to, yeah, why am I in teaching? What's the core reason I'm here? Um, And then build on that rather than having this who you want to be, when you want to mark things, all that sort of stuff. So, And then because you've let go, you can let people in and it's a lot easier. Let go and let people in. I
0: love it. (laughs) What a great... You know, sign-off line, uh, and it even goes with, you know, one of my all-time non-favourite movies, Frozen, <laughs> with the uh, Let It Go line. Um, ladies, it's been an absolute pleasure to sit down with you guys today and uh, to just talk about this journey. Um, I just want to say thank you for being on the show, for giving up your time. Um, Becky, you're doing a great job. Beth, you're doing a great job as as coach and in what you do as well. And uh, for those who are listening to this, That Teacher Podcast can be found on Facebook. Uh, we have a That Teacher Podcast Facebook page and a Facebook group that you can join. We also are on every... Uh, podcasting platform that there is. So please uh, like, subscribe, and share these episodes with your teacher, friends, and colleagues. We would really appreciate it. And feel free to get in touch with us, thatteacherpodcast at gmail.com. We want to thank you again for joining us today, and until next time, it's bye for now.